with you all here in the Lord's house once more to worship him, to receive from him in faith his gifts of word and sacrament that he has so graciously planned and prepared for us today. Let's stand together and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist Mrs. Susan Seniger and the acolytes Gabby James and McKenna Schmidt. The pre-service music was by Carol McIntyre and the soloist was Catherine James. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistat.com. This broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church dedicated to the glory of God. Please note that the radio station is not broadcasting the live service today for technical difficulties. May God bless us as we worship together. taking your seats. We'll continue with announcements for this morning. First of all, there is a special voters meeting concerning the radio broadcast and we'll follow church service today. Uh, we were going to have it in the fellowship hall, but we will just have it um, uh, here about 15 minutes after worship has ended. So we give everyone a chance to use the restroom uh, if they need to. So that will happen after church today. Next, Concordia Publishing House has all of their Bibles on sale. Check them out on the wall in the narthex. The sale ends at the end of this month, September the 30th. Beginning today, we started a new class in our adult Bible class called What's a Lutheran? This class is for anyone who wishes to become members of our church, as well as anyone who are curious about what we believe. 
Uh, if you miss the first one, never fret, you can still come. Please do. Uh, the class will run for about eight weeks. Next, our Read the Readings Adult Bible Study that is on Thursday nights is on a brief hiatus until October. So there will be no Read the Readings until October. And then finally, there is a new, beginning next week, there is a new uh, Sunday school class starting. If you look in your parish caller, you'll see it on the first page there. Attention all moms of infants and Toddlers, please join us for a new Mommy and Me Sunday School class starting next Sunday, September the 16th. We will have songs and Bible story time for the little ones ages 0 to 2 and a short devotion for the moms as well. The class will meet in the parsonage. Please contact Courtney Slutton with any questions. And so if you fall into that category, we pray that you would prayerfully consider joining them for that class beginning next week. As all of the announcements that we have for this morning, let's have a word of prayer before we start. How good it is, Lord, to be able to come into your house this morning. Lord, each of us, as we walk through those doors and entered into this sanctuary, are bringing many different things with us, Lord. All of us have different kinds of baggage, whether they be good things or Sad things, and Lord, we know that through all of them that you are with us, that you promise to be Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, we ask that as we worship you now, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts and our minds and in our souls for your house of worship here. Lord, truly, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Please stand. We make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our opening hymn is Faith and Truth and Life Bestowing, Lutheran Service Book 584. Service Book 584.
The Lord is the strength of his people. To you, O Lord, I call. My rock, be not deaf to me. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is the strength of his people. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. <clears throat> o Lord, let your merciful ears be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and grant that what they ask may be in accord with your gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for today is from Isaiah chapter 35, verses 4 through 7a. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, 
With divine retribution, he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Trinity Choir is going to sing, Someone's Knocking at Your Door. much Trinity Choir for that very, very lovely piece. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message today. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. The children's message today is presented by Pastor Jake and entitled True Faith.
right, you guys can turn around and face me, okay? This past week, I was asked by the kindergarten teacher at our school, Mrs. Enlow, um, if I would come in and if I would read to their class, and I thought, well, that's a great idea. I'd love to read because I love books, right? So I was so just inspired by that that I decided that I would read a story to you guys today, okay? This, this is a non-shameless plug. CPH has these great books. They're called Arch Books, and they all, they've been out for years, and they are, there are so many of them that just about every story in, in the Bible has an Arch Book. Um, and so if you want to know more about that, please come find me um, or go check out their website because it's, these books are re- really, really great. Okay, so this story is called Jesus and the Canaanite Woman. This is going to be the gospel lesson that uh, we're going to read in just a little bit. So kind of if you need to scoot up or scoot around so that you can see, okay. It says, two people lived beside the sea near Sidon long ago, a mother and her little girl who loved each other so. The little girl was very sick, under the devil's power. Her mother prayed and watched and wept and worried every hour. And then she heard, Jesus is here, the teacher, healer, friend. He has the power to heal your child, and she'll be well again. There we go. Okay. Don't be afraid. Go to that house, and surely help you'll find. For everyone knows Jesus is compassionate and kind. The mother went to ask for help. Have mercy, Jesus, Lord. She begged and cried and pleaded, but he answered her not a word. Is this the Jesus that I know, who likes to help the poor? Why is he just ignoring me and walking out the door? Is it because I'm Canaanite and he's a Jewish man? But I heard Jesus loves us all in every place and land. She followed him. Please help us. She followed him. Please help us, Lord. Jesus still kept walking. But then the twelve disciples came. Will they do the talking? But no. She saw their eyes were cold. They wouldn't help or serve. They said to Jesus, send her off. She's getting on our nerves. Then Jesus said, God sent me out to care for Israel's sheep. Well, she thought, he didn't say no. It made her want to weep. She went and knelt down in the road in front of Jesus' feet. She said, Lord, help me, help my child. That's all she would repeat. Jesus said, it isn't right to take the food right off of the children's plates and throw it to the dogs. But were those words of hate? Quick as a flash, she answered him, yes, but but puppies waiting beneath the table get the crumbs children drop while eating. And Jesus laughed, and how glad he was. Your faith is strong. He smiled. For such an answer you may go, I've healed your little child. The mother laughed, she danced and she sang. She thanked the Lord with tears. She said, I knew it all along. Jesus would hear my prayer. And then she hurried home to find that her daughter, safe and well, the two of them thanked God and ran to neighbors home to tell. Okay? And so that's what we're going to be talking about in the gospel lesson today, about how this mom had so much faith in Jesus, 
that she persisted and she continued to persist and she continued to, to trust that Jesus would heal her daughter. And so what we're going to be talking about today is faith and what that kind of faith, what her faith looked like. Okay? Will you guys repeat after me? Okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for giving me faith. Help me when my faith needs help. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading for today is taken from James chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there, or Sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in the faith and to inherit the kingdom he has promised those who love him? But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbors as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. This is the word of our Lord. Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was, was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bed and toss it to their dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. 
Then he told her, For such a reply you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our sermon hymn is Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness, hymn 849 in the Lutheran service books, hymn 849. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the gospel lesson that was just read. You want to have that in front of you because we will be going through it as we go along here this morning. In the book of 2 Kings, there is recorded a wonderful story about a prayer that King Hezekiah prays to the Lord. What is about to happen to King Hezekiah is that his nation is about to be completely destroyed and taken over. And not only that, but he has a sickness as well. 
And so God comes to him through the prophets, and God comes to him and says this. He says, you need to get your house in order because you're going to die. And you will not recover. And so Hezekiah prays earnestly with God, and he says, remember, remember me, remember your servant. And when he's finished praying, the Bible records that Hezekiah begins to weep. And he begins to weep bitterly. And then God comes back to Hezekiah and says, I have, I have seen your tears, I have heard your prayers, you are not going to die. As a matter of fact, you will live 15 years more than what I had originally said. God answered yes to Hezekiah's prayer. But there are many examples in Scripture as well when God's answer to prayer is no. One of the best examples that I can think of is when King David pleads to the Lord to not kill his son that he has had with Bathsheba. And he prays to God. And he fasts. And he doesn't sleep. And he lays on the floor and he pleads earnestly with God, please do not take my son away from me. But his son dies. And the answer to David's prayer is no. Another really great example of God's no, perhaps the best one, is our own Lord and Savior Jesus when he is in the garden, right before he is about to be crucified. And Jesus prays to God, Lord, if it is your will, take this cup from me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through with this. But he prays, yet not my will, Lord, but yours be done. And of course, God's answer to his own son's prayer was no. This past week, I have had the the great chance to go and visit many of our folks that are members of our church, whether they be shut-ins or people who are not doing very well in their health. Folks, there's a lot of people in our church who really are praying to God right now that his answer is yes. A lot of them. Whether it is, God, please take the cancer away from me. I visited one just this past week who is, who is, is so ready to go home. Not in, in some kind of a morbid way. No, she's just, she's ready to go home. And God's answer thus far has been not yet. Our families in our church and in our school are under attack by Satan and his minions. And there are so many families in our church and our school that, God, that are praying earnestly with God that his answer is yes. Please help us. Please save my marriage. 
But the question that I have for us here this morning, because we know from just a few examples that we just talked about, we know that God's answer is not always yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is wait. And what I want to tell everyone here this morning and everybody listening at home or wherever it is that they might be is this. Your faith cannot rest on whether God says yes or no. It can't. Because what happens when the answer is no? What happens to our faith then? What do we, what do we cling to when the answer from God is no? Not everyone is going to be, not everyone who prays to be delivered from cancer is going to be delivered from cancer. Not everyone who prays that their marriage will be saved, unfortunately, it may not be saved. Not everyone who is ready to go home will be answered yes right away. And still their pain continues, their emotional pain and their physical pain continue. Our faith cannot be based on God's yes or no. Because when the answer is no, as we have talked about before, Satan will come along right beside you and he will start whispering those things again in your ear. Things like, see, I told you. Yeah, God wants you to pray for the miracle. He wants you to pray for the big thing, but you know it's not going to happen. And so what begins to happen to our faith life, what begins to happen to our prayer life, is that we stop praying, and we stop talking to God, and, or we stop thinking that God can actually do this, or that God could actually do that. That's what... He does. That's what the prince of lies does. He whispers those things in our ears. Our faith cannot be based on whether God answers yes to our prayers or no. And the text this morning in the gospel lesson is a great example of that. So I want you to look at that with me. Jesus goes into the vicinity of Tyre. Now, just a little bit of context here because it's important. Tyre is as non-Jewish as you can possibly get. All of the people who live there are outsiders. And yet, he goes there. Verse 25, in fact, as soon as she heard about him, this woman, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit, came and fell at his feet. And she was a Greek born in Syrian Phoenicia. Not only is he in a town that is completely non-Jewish, this woman is as non-Jewish as you can possibly get. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. Jesus said, first let the children eat all they want, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. What is going on? 
This isn't like Jesus. This isn't like the Jesus that we have come to know and love and worship. Is he actually calling her a dog? Yes and no. Yes, from the sense of the story that he is telling, because yes, he, he does come for the Israelites, for the Jewish people first. And so he comes for the Jewish people first, to save them first. He says this elsewhere, for I have many other sheep that are not of this flock. I have to go save them also. He's talking about the non-Jewish people then. And then in verse 28, Yes, Lord, she replied, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. She persists. She won't stop. Any mother who loves her children would do the exact same thing. She persisted and she wouldn't let it go because her daughter needed healed. And then Jesus replies back to her, for such a reply you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Let's talk about what this doesn't mean first. This doesn't mean that if you keep nagging God, he's going to answer yes. That's not what this means. David did it with his son and the answer was still no. So we know that that's not what this means. But you have to look at two things. A, why she persisted, and B, just a very little detail that is actually a very big one in verse 30. The first three words, she went home. It doesn't record her asking any questions. Not, oh, well, is it going to take, you know, 10 minutes to take effect? No, she doesn't ask any questions. She just goes. The reason why she leaves immediately is the same reason for why she persisted. What was the object of her faith? Christ was. Jesus was. And she knew that she had no other hope outside of him for this demon to leave her daughter. And so she persisted, not to nag him, but because she believed that he was the one who was going to save her. She persists, and she leaves right away because the object of her faith is Christ. Not in whether or not he said yes, not in whether or not he said no. No, the object of her faith is Christ because she believes in him, because she knows what he can do. I'll give you another example. The Apostle Paul, many of you know this. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, talks about this thorn that he has in, in his side. We don't know what that thorn was, but we know that it was causing him enough grief and, and enough pain that he wrote about it in this letter. And he pleads to God, pleads to Jesus three separate times. Lord, take this from me. Lord, take this from me. Lord, take this from me. And each and every time, the Lord answers no. The reason why he says no is this. No. Why? Because my grace is sufficient for you. And what is that grace? Well, that grace is found in the 
another one of his letters. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is why the object of our faith cannot be in God's yes or no. This is why the object of our faith must be and is the fact that this is how God has demonstrated his love for you. Not in answering yes to all of your prayers, not in answering no to all of your prayers, not in answering wait in all of your prayers. No, he has demonstrated his love for you and I in this. That while we were still sinners, while we were enemies of God, he died for us. And this is something, this is the truth that Satan knows that he can never sway, that he can never hope to change or attack. Why? Because it is the one unchangeable truth. It is unwerving. It, 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 is, it, is, it is unwavering. The fact that Jesus came and he lived and he died for you and for me. That he kept his ultimate promise. That regardless of what happens in this life, I don't, care how old, I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old that you are. Regardless of what happens in this life, one thing that will not change, the one thing that doesn't change, is the fact that Christ was crucified on a cross for you. That when he looked down the road, as he was carrying the cross on his back, and he looked down the road, and he looked to where his death would be, he saw your face. And he saw mine. The object, your faith, let me put it this way. Your faith is only as strong as the object of your faith. So if the object of your faith is in God's yes or no, it's going to be very, very weak. Because when he answers no, what do you have left? What do you cling to? I close with this story. My grandmother had in her bedroom, in, a, in her spare bedroom, she had a painting. And it was a painting of this woman who was being just surrounded by this thrashing sea. She, there is nothing around her, no hope that she has. And the only thing that this woman is clinging to, the only person that is near her, there is no other person near her, just her. And the only thing that she has to cling to is this rock cross. And she's hanging on to it, and she's clinging to it, regardless of anything else that is happening around her. She is safe. Why? Because she's clinging to the cross. I will never forget that painting. Because it is the perfect image of what our faith is. It is the perfect image of what the object of your faith is. Jesus crucified for you, that he demonstrated his love for you in this, that while you were still an enemy of him, while you were still far away from him, he died for you. The object of our faith cannot be in Jesus' yes or no. But it can be and is in Christ on the cross, risen again three days later for you and for me.
I encourage you, as, this, as our community of faith, I encourage you. Some of you know those folks who are really, really praying for God's yes. Some of you are those folks that are really, 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 really praying for God's yes. I encourage you. If you don't know them, that's okay. Pray for them anyway. Because what they're going through is very, very hard and very, very difficult. Pray for them. If you are one of those people, rest assured that you are being prayed for. But certainly this community of faith, our church family, is praying for you. Specifically that the object of your faith would remain Jesus crucified on the cross for you. Let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, there are many in our church body that are praying that your answer to their prayers would be yes. Lord, there are many of us here today that are praying that that your answer to their prayers would be yes. Lord, help us to look at the examples of all who have gone before us that sometimes your answer is no. Sometimes your answer is wait. Lord, help us, regardless of whether you answer yes or no, help us to have faith just like the woman did in this text, that, 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 that her faith was not in whether or not you said yes or no to her, but her faith was in you. You were the object of her faith. And Lord, our faith is only as strong as its object. Help us, Lord, in the midst of Satan's fiery arrows who will, who, who will try to to change our minds, who will try to get us to turn away from the truth that we know. Help us to put up that shield of faith. Help us, Lord, even though our faith may be weak, even though our faith may be as as small as a mustard seed, help us, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, to continue to believe in you. To continue to believe in the truth that while we were still sinners, that you died for us. And that is how you have demonstrated your love for us. We pray for them. We pray for ourselves. And we thank you. We thank you that you have died on the cross for us and you have risen again three days later and now live in heaven awaiting that final day when we will all be joined with you in heaven and there will be no more mourning or crying or weeping or tears or sorrow. For Lord, on that day, the old order of things will have passed away. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was
Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time, uh, whether you are a member or a guest with us, to fill out that red sign-in book that will be passed to you. Those who receive it on the windows, please send it back to the aisles. And the aisles, please tear off the top sheet so that the elders can pick them up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Please note a time change. The men's Bible study will meet at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies are restarting this fall in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Do you know what to say when faith comes up? Learn more by attending Everyone is Witness workshop that focuses on Jesus and the Word from a Lutheran perspective. Very biblical base. Learn more at the first workshop on Sunday, October 10th at 7 p.m. There's limited enrollment, so call the church office to register. What is a Lutheran? Have you ever wondered what Lutherans really believe? Pastor Jake is leading a class on Lutheranism. This class is for anyone who wishes to become members of our church, as well as those who are simply curious about what we believe. The class will run eight weeks at 8.45 in the chapel. I'm sorry, in the sanctuary. Attention all moms of infants and toddlers. Please join us for a new Mommy and Me Sunday School class starting next Sunday, September 16th. We will have songs and Bible story time for the little ones, ages 0 to 2, and a short devotion for the moms. This class will meet in the Parsonage. Please contact Courtney Sletton with any questions. 310-953-5027. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is the changeless Christ for a changing world. Guest speaker, Dr. Walter Mayer. Uh, Dr. Mayer tells how in a classic message first heard in 1937, Dr. Mayer tells how Christ came to our world to change our world of change and decay with a message of unchanging hope. We now join our worship service in progress. our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember to pray for. First, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dodson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek. Mark Felwalk, 
Lorne Cly Baker, Linda Wee, Gary Magruder, Thelma Barnes, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Bruce Sletton, Charles Vincent, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, and Maxine, husband, and Maxine Hudson, who was the neighbor of Jeannie Stoltz, who has a broken shoulder. Also, uh, for, Lo for Loetta Oftenbrink, who will celebrate 84 years of life on September the 14th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Please rise. Dear Lord, whether your answer to our prayers is yes, wait, or no, we pray for continued trust in your care for us. Help us to always cling to that truth which is unwavering, that God has demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, you are the object of our faith. Thank you that no matter what your answer is, your grace is sufficient for us. Lord, in your mercy. For the baptized, that the Spirit would constantly open our, our ears to hear Jesus' word and set our tongues free to glorify him who does all things well. Lord, in your mercy. For all the servants of the word, that through their preaching and teaching, that the healing waters of the gospel may flow through the wilderness of this world, quenching thirst with the gift of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, look with love on the grandparents that we have that are all over the world. Protect them. Lord, they are a source of enrichment for our families, for the church, and for all of society. Support them as they grow older. May they continue to be, for their families, mighty pillars of the gospel faith. Continue to make them teachers of wisdom and of courage, that they may pass on to future generations the fruits of their faith. Lord, in your mercy. For all in authority in our land, that God would grant them wisdom, courage, civility, and honor as they carry out their difficult responsibilities. Lord, in your mercy. For all who suffer oppression from the evil one, for all who battle under sickness or loneliness or grief, for all whom we have been asked to remember, especially for those on our health list, and for all of those that we name in our hearts. that Christ would grant them deliverance and healing according to his gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. For all who come to the Lord's altar today, that acknowledging our unworthiness to so much as gather the crumbs from under his table, that Christ may mercifully feed us with his very body and blood and grant us to rejoice forevermore in his love and to show forth his praise and lives dedicated to works of faith. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for blessings and joy over all who are celebrating their birthdays this week. Lord, you knew everything about them before their birth, and you have promised to never leave them. We thank you for the 84 years of life that you have given to Lo Loetta. May she feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered her steps. 
Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us in all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally, because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. All who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, everyone praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God for I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is the presence of the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and the bread, I receive the true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins and the strength of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
First Communion Hymn is Lord Jesus Christ, We Humbly Pray, Lutheran Service Book 623, Hymn 623. Service Book 551, Hymn 551.
And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Closing hymn, Almighty Father, bless the word. Hymn 923. Hymn 923. worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Christ at Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on ChristAtRadio.com or call 417-393-1234 to listen to via any phone. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.
A very special word of welcome to all guests and visitors that, that were here today. Thank you very much for joining us for worship, and we pray that your time here at Trinity was a blessed one. As I said at the beginning of worship, our voters meeting will begin in, in about 15 minutes, uh, so if you need to um, uh, go outside, use the restroom, get a drink of water, whatever the case is, we will begin in about 15 minutes here in the sanctuary. Between now and then, I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week.